Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And we're here just to share our love about everything horror. And true crime. Can't forget about them true crimes. Nope, nope, nope. And we just really want to say thank you for the 100 downloads on our very first episode. Like, it blows our mind and we're very, very grateful. Yeah, we weren't expecting it. But yeah, as you just said, we appreciate it all and we love every single one of you. Yeah, shout out to everyone who listens overseas. Like we really thought it was just going to be Australians listening, but yeah, we were proven wrong, I guess. <laughs> happy surprise. Very happy surprise. So this one might be a bit of a short and a chaotic episode because this movie that we're reviewing today, we're not really reviewing, going through. It's an hour and 25 long. But it's very fast paced. Yeah, like the first 20 minutes are getting to sort of learn the characters and then it just goes off. (laughs) So the movie we are talking about today, if you can't already tell, is Vacancy that was released in 2007. It was directed by Nimrod Antal and it stars Luke Wilson and Kate Beckinsale who hated each other on set. Yeah, well, apparently Luke was really unprofessional and would show up to set hungover and was just really rude to the other cast members and even some of the crew. Yeah, but none in particular more than Kate. Like when they were doing their off-screen talking, like Luke was talking to Kate off-screen and Kate was talking to Luke off-screen. When Kate did hers, Luke would bring in his body double like he wasn't even there. So in return, Kate just put a photo of herself with a note saying, this is better for the both of us if you do it, if we do it this way. Yeah, which is so petty and I love it. Yeah. Good on Kate, honestly. (laughs) Good on her. So without further ado, I'm ready to talk about this. Are you? Yeah, let's do it. And before we start, I know I usually say if you haven't seen the movie stop the podcast but it's only a recommendation yeah we just say that so because we don't want to spoil the movie or ruin anything for you guys but if you want to listen to us first and that's fine (laughs) yeah like i'm not gonna stop you from doing what you do i can't tell you what to do (laughs) but that's all good so we start off with the opening credits that look like a word cloud that i used to do in primary school yeah it's like one of those brainstorm looking things where there's all different words in different directions and yeah it just made us laugh it made me laugh because all i could think about is when i used to put all my personality traits and all my interests in there good fun times primary school i miss primary school stuff being an adult it sucks (laughs) so we start off and this is where we first meet david and amy and david's driving down a mountain road after Getting off the interstate after an accident happened. Yeah, he thought he'd cut some time and take a shortcut. Bad choice. Very bad choice because he sees a raccoon on the road and he swerves and he wakes up Amy beside him and this is where we get our first argument between the two. Yeah, so she's basically like, it's the middle of nowhere, the middle of the night, you're an idiot, why would you get off the interstate? Yeah, and... This is where also the car starts to make weird noises and it starts to jolt and break down. And for some odd reason, Amy likes to cut into her apples. Yeah, instead of biting into them like a normal person. It hurts her teeth. <laughs> hurts her teeth. So with the car jolting, she cuts her finger with the knife and bleeds all over her apple so she can't eat it anymore. No, I wouldn't eat it either. That's gross. Yeah, very gross. (laughs) Unsanitary. Yeah. So this is where they pull up to where we will be staying for most of this movie at the Pinewood Motel. 
and there's a gas station just before it and they pull up there and they bring up the map and David explains how they went through a certain town three hours ago when she was asleep and they should be on their way to Downey and this is where we get our first jump scare where the mechanic just pops out of nowhere and scares the shit out of the two of them. Yeah, it scared me. <laughs> oh, scaredy cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where... David says, oh, we're trying to get to Downey. And the mechanic kind of tilts his head to the right saying, it's 30 miles back the other way. Like you're going the wrong way. And he's like, oh, damn it. And Amy looks at him like he's a dickhead Mm -hmm. because we all know he is. (laughs) And this is where the mechanic offers to help and they lift up the hood and they he's trying to check the engine with david and amy pulls out a photo of i think is their son charlie and she starts to tear up yeah it's just assumed that it's their son and you kind of get the feeling that something happened and that's why they're a bit hostile to each other um but then you know once they put the bonnet back down um she sort of wipes away her tears and acts like everything's fine and then david get back gets back in the car and this is where the mechanic gives him directions to get back onto the interstate and david buys a 20 dollars sparkler because (laughs) every day is the fourth of july yeah so they drive off amy's playing with the sparkler um and then a little bit down the road and the car breaks down again (laughs) yet again (laughs) and this is where we get into another argument and they're kind of making smart ass remarks back and forth amy puts the finger up at david david then walks off and this is where as he's walking past and makes another smart ass remark to amy amy goes under her breath crawl penis (laughs) which I was like, I now want to use this as a comeback to anyone who's mean to me. (laughs) So you have a fit, like, obviously, yeah, we have the feeling that something's happened to Charlie, their son, and that's what made these two drift away from each other. Yeah. Um, So David, you know, anytime he mentions his name, Amy just shuts down and he addresses this and says, you know, let's deal with this. I want to talk about it. I want to deal with our pain. And Amy's like, well, I don't. So let's just drop it. Yeah, and then they start, well, David first starts walking back to the motel by himself. Amy chills out in the car and then she's like, oh, well, stuff this. I don't want to stay in the car by myself and starts walking with him back to the motel. And as soon as they get into the office, you can just hear this random woman screaming. And so they ring the bell to get the manager's attention and they're like, is everything okay? Like, what's wrong? And uh, the manager goes, oh, sorry, sorry, turns off the screaming and he goes oh it gets a bit lonely up here and late at night gotta make your own entertainment yeah and also side note this motel manager is like 80s serial killer vibes like he's got the thin framed glasses the greasy creepy mustache combed over hair like that light beige shorter colored jacket like any Netflix documentary that you've ever watched, he looks like that killer. Bad Dang. vibes. Look at him. Yeah. I've just brought up a photo of him. Look at him. Oh, he creeps me out. <laughs> and another side note, apparently this bloke's name is Mason. And we don't learn this until the end credits. I swear to God, you do not know this guy's name is Mason. No, we went back and film. watched it again. Just to see where it showed it in case it, he was wearing a name tag or if there was a little plaque on the front desk. But no, nothing. Who knows? Who knows? I'd love to know. <laughs> where to get the name Mason? Just popped up randomly. Like, oh, let's, you know what? I don't want to call him the manager. What's close to manager? Mason. 
Maybe. Maybe. So this is where they decide to get a room at the motel and David's getting a bit pissy at the manager. I'm calling him the manager. I know his name's Mason, but all my notes say manager. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) So, and this is where he starts to act a bit shady, like David offers to pay by card. He goes, no, we don't take plastic. It's only cash. Yeah, which I'm like, that is the first red flag. Like there is no way to trace that they've been there if something bad happens. And then he also asks for id and they're like look just give us a room don't you trust us and he's like no it's my job i need id yeah like it's the policy yeah and then they like david's still getting pissy at him he's just doing his job and before they leave he goes oh i'll give you the honeymoon suite for five dollars extra and they're like whatever room's fine a normal room's fine because we know they hate each other they don't want to be in the same room yeah but sorry our dog just did a little yawn as she's sleeping in the room with us our Little unofficial mascot. (laughs) So any weird noises that you hear come from her again, just ignore it. Yeah, she loves being in the room with us. Mm. That's all good. But back to the movie, before they go back into the room, the manager makes a remark of how the door is like a sticky old whore, so you'll have to jiggle it to open it up. Yeah, and Amy looked so uncomfortable by this comment, and I... I almost got like a like whiplash. I was like, wait, did he just say that? Because that is so strange. Well, he had subtitles on, so we did see that he did say it. Yeah, and <laughs> I was like, ah. Uh. I would be like, you know what? We're not going to stay in this room. Bye. Yeah, I'm out. No, you, you, you scare me. <laughs> I'll stay in the car. It's all good. I'd, I'd sleep on the ground. <laughs> and this is where we get our first like shady moment of his because the camera just stays on him and you just see his facial expression change. Like it goes from that smiley manager we just saw to like sinister and he puts David's ID in his pocket and then goes back into the back room and we start hearing that woman screaming again. Yeah. So then David and Amy get in their room and David like fully locks up the door, puts the chain on and... Amy's like, we have had our tetanus shots, right? And they just keep like sort of making jokes about how they're just going to sleep in their clothes and their shoes because they don't want any part of their bodies to be touching anything. No, because the room's a shit hole. Yeah, there's cockroaches everywhere, the wallpaper's peeling, and then, yeah, Amy goes into the bathroom to get, like, a glass of water or something, and the water's, like, brown. (laughs) Yeah, not a room you really want to stay in, is it? Nah. So then they have, you know, a little bit of a conversation, and we find out that they are getting divorced, um, and they haven't really told anyone, and they were coming from Amy's um, parents' anniversary party, so they... Like, David makes a remark that it's a bit strange that they were celebrating love when theirs is burning it's in a fire. It's completely fucked. <laughs> it's basically fucked. Yeah. So they're kind of hiding it from everyone for now. Um, Doesn't and- stop David from trying to get some still. Yeah. Like, not the time or place, mate. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. Keep it in the pants, David. <laughs> so, yeah, Amy shuts that down real quick. And this is when the phone goes off in classic movie Horror movie tropes, no one's on the other line. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) And then the door starts banging, like someone's banging on it from the other side. So David gets up to go have a look and no one's there. Oh. Extra spooky. Extra spooky. So then the banging still continues and it's like what the like what's going on and david tries to stop it tells him like it's too late at night for this shit like please stop and he goes outside to try and stop it again but they just won't stop well no one's there apparently not because he goes to the manager's office and says there's someone banging next door like can you stop it and he's like what do you mean 
You're the only ones here. Extra, extra spooky. So this is where David goes to the manager. Oh, bring that gun. Like, you'll have to use it maybe to sort out this problem. And the manager's, like, blaming it on kids being there. Like, he's like, it'll just be some teenage kids. I'll scare them off with this. And again, sinister look as he pulls it down. Yeah, it's so weird. So um, David gets back to the room um, and he says to Amy, look, we'll just stay here for the night, get the car fixed first thing in the morning, and then we'll leave. We'll be fine. And to waste time, he decides to uh, turn on the TV. As any normal man would. Yeah, but the TV doesn't work. Just static. So then he sees that there's some videotapes on top of the TV and a video player. So he's like, oh, I'll just chuck one of these in and then it starts playing and it's like a snuff film type of movie and it weirds Amy out and she goes look can you please just turn it down at least I don't want to hear that I'm already creeped out enough so David's like yeah yeah whatever and then so he takes it out to put in another one thinking it might be something else but it's not and in doing this he then is sort of watching it and he goes hmm like those curtains look like the curtains in our room right now. He also does make a smart-ass remark about how there should be some porn in there to lighten the mood for the honeymoon suite. Yeah, and Amy just, like, shudders and she's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, but we do find out that these snuff films were made in the room that they're staying in. Yeah, so they freak out because they're like, well, these aren't just actors in movies. Like, these are real. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah. So and they- we... They freak out. And the camera is panning to where all the hidden cameras are. Yeah, and David ends up finding them all. (laughs) Yeah, of course he does. And he tries to get Amy to notice that, like, this is the room that all these snuff films are in. And she's like, no, 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 that can't be possible. But when the third movie gets put in, Amy realises and you see the lights start flickering in that snuff film and that's when the lights and all their power starts to do it in the room that they're in now. Yeah, so... This Amy really realizes that this is real, and she goes, "Shit!" Yeah, and so the lights start flickering on and off. The walls start banging again, and it's going crazy and getting really, really aggressive. And we just see this random bloke with a mask just pop out of nowhere. Yeah, like in one of the flashes of light, he's there, and then the next second, he's gone. Yeah, and then they start to freak out, like, what's going on? Amy wants to run away, but David's like, no, they'll just be waiting outside for us. And they go into the bathroom, and we find Amy's bloody apple. From the car. And this is where David tries to be the macho man, and he goes to punch someone in the shower, but no one's there, and he just ends up pulling the shower curtain off the wall. And then they go to kind of escape through the window, but the window's nailed shut. Yeah, it's no good. Nope. So, um, like, David's like, look, let's head out. If we stick to the shadows, maybe they won't find us. So they kind of do like a three, two, one, let's go. And so they take off and as they're running, one of them, like a, a masked guy pops up. So they're like, oh, shit, and turn around. And then another masked guy pops up. So they go, mm, let's go back to the room and get another game plan. Yeah, and this is where I th- I feel, I think it's where, yeah, David goes to try to get to the payphone at this point. He sees, like, there's a pay because Amy drops her phone outside. Yeah. And David remembers there's a payphone outside, so he gets Amy to go to the window. To get to, the nails out. To fiddle around with it, to distract them, to let them know that they're still in there. But Amy goes in and there's a knife that's wedged into the window and she drops she pulls it out but she drops it and as she picks it up bang 
One of, <laughs> one of the blokes with the masks is just there. Yeah, scared the shit out of me. So, yeah, Amy starts fiddling around, pretending to muck around with the window, and David runs to the payphone. Yeah, so he puts his little coins in and whatever, tries to call 911, and is trying to explain to the operator, like, look, there's people here trying to kill me. I And then, you know, the person on the other end goes, oh, like, what's the address? And he goes, look, I don't know. I just know that it's the Pinewood Motel. And then... The operator says, well, I don't think anyone's coming to help you, Mr. Fox. Ooh, it reminded me of the Matrix, like, Mr. Anderson, <laughs> we've been expecting you. Like a bit of Mr. Fox. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're pretty much fucked. <laughs> so then David kind of realises, well, if I'm in this area, no one else would know my last name but the manager. So then the, these headlights appear and start driving at the payphone that David's in. So he gets out just in time as the car crashes into the payphone and he just legs it to the to their room. Yeah, which in the end he just smashes the mirror to arm himself and gets Amy behind him to hide and... This is where the camera pans out and then we get to like one of the TV, one of the many TV screens in the manager's office and he's just watching them through the TV and there's other snuff films that he's made before just on other TVs and you can hear them going off and it's it's rough. Yeah, it's not nice. Fun thing, they made all those snuff films on the first day of shooting and if you buy the DVD, like this is why I buy DVDs. I usually special features. I usually get made fun of because of our massive collection. <laughs> but if you go to the special features on the vacancy DVD, all the snuff films are in full length. But like, why would you want to watch that? Oh, some people might. Weirdo. Oh, rude. <laughs> you never know. It'd be interesting to see what movies were made. You want to see people getting tortured? Well, there's a movie called VHS where it's all snuff films as well. Yeah, I don't want to see that either. Oh, please recommend it. Please, 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 please. (laughs) But back to this movie. So Amy falls asleep and David continues to watch the movies and she wakes up and David tells her not to move. So he has covered up all the other cameras except for the one that's focused on Amy. And he goes, don't act suspicious, don't move. Like, just stay at the wall. Everything will be fine. And she's like, what are you looking at the movies again for? And he's like, I'm looking for mistakes. And this is where he finds out that these guys are just popping out every time from the bathroom. Yeah. So he's like, there must be some hidden door or something like that. Because there's kind of like a screen in front of the bathroom to kind of differentiate that from the bedroom part of the room so they go in there and he's looking around and he picks up the bath mat and there's a trap door so they're just about to go in but then they hear like the sound of a truck so they quickly run over to the window um of the bedroom and they see yeah a a truck has pulled up and this truck has gotten out of the room so they're banging on the window like help us help us but he's not doing anything to help and he looks at looks at them like really weirdly and then one of the masked guys pop up behind him and start walking towards him so they're like oh my god no like he's gonna get you like hurry run 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 and then the manager comes out of nowhere holding this massive box full of videos and they're all snuff films yeah dodgy bastard yeah so the trucker was there to buy snuff films he's probably looking at him like oh your one's the next one i'm gonna buy yeah so then he drives away a happy customer Yeah, and this is when Amy and David decide to go through the underground tunnels to see where they lead, and we get to, like, a 
like a whole heap of rats in the way and David tells Amy, don't scream because they'll find us. Yeah. Don't make a noise. And if it was your mother in that situation, I'm sorry to bring her up. She she would be like, you know what? I'm happy to get murdered. I'd rather deal with being murdered than deal with mice. <laughs> 100% she would. <laughs> Knowing your mother, she'd be like, I'm here. Just kill Come me now. Me. Yeah, just kill me now. I'm out. I'm <laughs> done. So this is where we find out that one of the other doors leads to the manager's office. And this is where Amy gets on the phone. Well, she finds a working phone and she gets to call the police. But before she can even say anything into the phone, you hear the front door with the bell go off and the two guys with masks and the manager walk in. And you hear the operator on the other line go, ma'am, are you still there? Yeah. So the manager freaks out because he's like, shit, they've been in here and who knows what they said to the 911 operator. So he quickly yanks the cord out of the wall and he's like really mad as well. So he yells at the henchmen to go in each side of the tunnel to um, go find them and bring them back. Yeah, and... The way it's edited, it makes it look like they're going to get caught in the middle, but they don't. There's another secret, oh, sorry, sneaky entrance. <laughs> At the gas station from the start of the movie and David uses the desk in there to barricade them in and that's where they can chill out for a bit. And this is where we get our first moment of affection between the two. Yeah, they share a, a cute little kiss and, you know, David says, look, if we get out of this alive, let's... Let's give it another shot. Yeah, because Amy apologizes for everything that's happened and she blames herself for what happened to Charlie. So this is where we learn, well, you feel like it and I kind of agree with you that she said if the gate wasn't open, he'd still be here. So we feel like he he drowned. Yeah, like if I hear of a gate being open, my thoughts go straight to like a swimming pool. And yeah, so that's really sad that she blames herself for it as well. And this is when... A police officer arrives. But David and Amy are a bit suspicious because they think it could be the same situation as the trucker, so they don't do anything. They're just watching him from afar. So then, you know, we get to sort of briefly meet the police officer with the manager coming over to chat to him and see what's going on, why he's there. Um, And he says, look, we got a call from this location. I just thought I'd come and check it out. And the manager goes, yeah, like, no worries. There's there's no one here, though. Like, I haven't had any customers in three weeks. It's a bit of a slow season, but you're more than welcome to check it out. And the police officer wants to check in room four, which is David and Amy's room. Um, So the manager's like, yeah, sure. So he has his keys and he's fiddling with them. And he's, like, trying to unlock the door. And he goes, oh, like, my bad. I've got the wrong keys. Let me just go to my office and I'll go get the the bright keys. So the officer's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So the manager walks off and then the cop, like, taps on the door and it's open already. Yeah, and he walks through to find... Some pretty gnarly stuff, like everything's just trashed. And then this is where he finds out about the snuff films and freaks out. Yeah, because he's put two and two together that these films that he's watching are filmed in that room. So he grabs his gun out, runs out of the room, and then David and Amy realise, oh, no, like he's on our side. Quick. So they run out of the gas station, try flag him down, and he aims his gun at them. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, we're the ones that called. Like, we need to get out of here. It's like, okay, quick, quick, get in the car, get in the car. Yeah, so they all get into the car, and again, we pick another movie where cars don't start. Yeah, so car doesn't start. Police officer jumps out, 
pops the hood and the uh, the wires have been cut. So he then shuts the hood and then you see one of the masked guys behind him and he gets stabbed. And this is where the manager comes out watching the whole thing. David's trying to get the shotgun out of the holster in the car. Can't get it out so they both just run out. And this is where the manager becomes... It's the funniest line in this movie. Yeah, he's way too sassy. <laughs> yeah, very sassy. He says, you had to drag him into this, didn't you? Might as well have just stuck the knife into his back yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, as if you're blaming them for this, come on. It's your fault <laughs> that we killed him. Yeah. Your fault. <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> you make no sense, Mason. No sense. No sense at all. So they run back into the room or they run back into the room the way the cop checked to get away from the men. And this is where one of them gets their arm like in the door. Yeah. And I thought it broke his arm. But it, yeah, it sounded like a crack noise happened, but then we sort of rewound it and watched it again, but it was more of just like a squish noise. Yeah, he'll walk it off. He'll be all right. <laughs> walk it off, son. Have a bit of concrete. Harden the fuck up. <laughs> That's what you get for being a bitch. So this is where David sees him go around to hide the cop car around the back, and David gets the good idea that he'll smash the, the bathroom window and tear a bit of Amy's shirt off. And put it in the window so it makes it look like Amy escaped. And what he does is he says to Amy, I'm going to go get one of the manager's guns and we're going to get out of here. So he puts Amy in the ceiling, says, I love you. And as he walks out the door, he gets stabbed by one of the men in the masks. Yeah. And Amy can see this whole thing. So she's like trying not to cry so that she doesn't get caught. Um, The manager starts filming it too. Yeah. He has a little camcorder and he's just taunting him and saying like, I finally got you. And I'm like, oh, man, you're gross. Yeah, you gross. <laughs> Come on. You gross. Ew. <laughs> so um, they look around the room, can't find Amy, but then they see the um, piece of clothing hanging out the window and assume she's she has escaped. So he's, the manager sends the henchman off to go find her. And as he's walking through, he, like, stops right under where Amy is and you think, oh, no, like, he's heard her breathing and crying. He's going to find her. And he kind of tilts his head. It looks like it's almost like looking up at the ceiling, but he doesn't. So then, you know, he just walks off and then um, it just cuts to the next morning and Amy's waking up in the ceiling and she goes, all right, like I've got this. So she jumps down from the ceiling and one of the henchmen was there waiting for her. Well, it just makes me feel like maybe he did see her but didn't do anything about it and just planted one of them there waiting for her. Yeah, maybe he just wanted to make it more suspenseful. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't. This movie's very, like, it pays homage to Psycho and you can really tell it because it's more suspenseful than gory and violent. Yeah. So this is where Amy then just bolts to the car and she gets it starting and the henchman that's chasing after her jumps on top through the sunroof and starts attacking her yeah. as she's driving away. And you can't really look at this scene in a serious way because this guy's legs are just sticking out the roof of the car. They're like flailing. And it's really funny to see. <laughs> and this is where she ends up driving the car into room four and it looks like the other henchman there like stops in front of the car, puts his hands up like he's going to stop it. Yeah, like, like st- mate, as if you're going to catch an oncoming vehicle. Yeah, this car's going to catch these hands. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> and then pins him to the wall. Guy on the sunroof is dead, which this is all practical. No CGI. Yeah. 
We love practical. They effects. actually just crash the car through the room, which is awesome. Good. And this is where the guy pinned on the wall starts screaming in agony. And he takes off his mask and we learn it's that bloody dodgy man- man- uh, manager mechanic from the <laughs> bloody start. Which, I mean, come on. You had to think it was him. Uh, what mechanic is going to be at this gas well, station mechanic. that no one goes to because no one lives in that town? Like, there's no one around for ages and he's there in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's a bit underwhelming. It's a bit suspicious. But the reveal is a little bit underwhelming. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. But, it's like, when you know it's coming, you're like, eh. I'm like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Okay. So um, Amy runs to the manager's office to go try to find herself a weapon because she knows that she's got to kill the manager because he'll just come after her. Yeah, and this is after the manager finds the two dead guys and yeah. he starts going like, oh, shit. Like he's panicking now. Yeah. So then he kind of figures, oh, well, she must be there because she's either trying to get a get keys to a car that's there to escape or whatnot. So um, it cuts back to Amy and she's reaching up to try get another one of the guns that's above the doorway. And I'm like, honey, you're a short woman. You're not going to be able to reach that. You don't have time for this. You just need to run. Yeah. And this is where... The manager comes in and starts to strangle her with the phone cord. Yeah. Pulls her to the ground and then Amy escapes by scratching at his face. And then off screen, he just beats the absolute shit out of her. Yeah, it's not a nice sound. No, it's not. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, And then he, like, grabs a fistful of her hair, drags her a bit to, like, this couch thing that he has in his office. And he's, like, taunting her. With the camcorder again. Yeah. And then she, I think she says something like F you and then, like, kicks him in the dick. (laughs) It's great. He gets mad. And in him being mad and holding his manhood, she jumps up and then he grabs her, shoves her to the ground, and she lands on his gun, but he didn't realise that. And so she picks it up, turns around, and just unloads it all into him. And he's dead. Yeah. Yay! (laughs) Creepy manager dead. (laughs) And this is where she goes back to David and David's alive. Yeah. Like as if he survived bleeding out. Like even Lotus can't believe it. <laughs> she just sighed in disbelief. <laughs> oh my God. You're crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Look, I like the concept. It was good when we first watched it a couple of years ago, but I would not choose to watch it again. No, I'd have to be like, there's nothing else I can watch. Or if it's already on, yeah, like, I'll watch it. Yeah, exactly. Like when we, when I first found this movie, like when I remembered it, because it's pretty forgotten. Yeah. It wasn't even the horror section. It was in the whole movie section because yeah. it is a thriller. Yeah. But like, because it wasn't in the horror section, I thought it was going to be like this romantic action sort of movie. I do laugh, though, because we did find the Banana Splits movie in the old movie section. Yeah. And then two weeks later, we it was in the horror section. Yeah. And I was like, good, because I thought it might have been like a little like sort of kids movie. Uh, it is not a kids movie. No. Well, it's based <laughs> off a kids TV show. But, but that's not what we're talking about. If you want us to talk about it, which brings up to Please. my next point, send in your requests. Yeah. We wanted. We want to cover movies and, like, true crime and stuff that you guys want us to talk about. We want to make you guys happy. 
like obviously we we want to grow this podcast into something that we can do for a while yeah like we eventually want to get on youtube but i I still have to get down the basics of knowing how to do audio (laughs) and stuff yeah i'll probably even struggle more with video (laughs) at the moment that's all right we'll get there one day but like we want to do like even maybe short reviews of originals against remakes which might sound stupid because the original is always going to be better most Mm, of the time but sometimes sometimes the remake can be as good and we want to delve into that yeah or even like ranking movies in franchises or even franchises as a whole yeah like we want to do what ours would be up against what you guys would rank it and yeah yeah we just kind of want to keep it fun yeah exactly and should we tell them what we're doing next week? Because it's not a horror movie. No, it's a true crime. We're finally doing an episode just on a true crime. Yeah. So next week we're following Eileen Wernos, who's one of the most famous female serial killers in America. And there is a movie based on it. Which we're going to go back and forth between. Yeah. And it's actually, we've never actually seen this movie. No. So first movie where we get our first impressions. Yeah. But I've heard that it's a good storytelling of the crimes and like Eileen's life and things like that, which I personally like in movies because we have watched other movies based on true crimes and real events and they've disappointed me greatly. What, like Lizzie? Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, all good. But, yeah, obviously, we just want to do what you want us to do. Like, we don't want to keep picking these movies. It's no fun. Yeah. And we will eventually go back into Ausploitation. It'll probably be after this true crime episode. Yeah. We'll get more Aussie horrors up on here. Yeah. But uh, until then, you can find us on Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod. Yep. And on Twitter at Official BWH Pod. And we also have an email. Uh, what is it? Better Watch Horror Pod at gmail.com. And that's where you can send your request. Or you can send us messages on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. However you want to send them, send them. Yeah. Give us all the feedback too, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's it from us. Yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.